We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hey, everybody. We are not live from Vegas. I almost just said live. We just clarified that we're not, but basically the same thing. I'm Haley O'Shaughnessy, host of the Spencer's Podcast, and I am here with the host of Stay Hot. Guys, you are freshly 21, almost nearly freshly 21. I'm freshly 21. Not freshly 21. Matt, Theo and I are kind of... I'm almost we're, 22. We're, we're, we're kind of veterans at this at this point. Okay. This is I being we- 21? Kind of. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I turned 21 in February, Theo in August, so... And Matt, like last week. Yeah. yeah. So we've got an Aquarius, a Leo. Yes. And a Cancer. I'm on yep. a cusp. I'm on a cusp. The last day of Leo. So it's very and the rare. first day of Libra? the first day of Virgo, Virgo. is next. Right. So I'm on. I'm on the very very. You're on. You're on the fringe. It's very rare that we do a podcast, um, and I don't ho- like intro. So that, I almost like introed when you when you came. <laughs> I was I was like, "Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Out." But I did not do that. I actually want nothing more in this world than for you to intro right now. <laughs> oh, do it! Yeah. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Hot. I'm Bladen Kirkland, as always, by my two favorite co-hosts of all time, and Matthew Spinauer and Theo Ash. But uh, Haley's actually our host today. So acting host, acting host. Uh, Okay. So the game I suggested for today was bopper flop because you guys are much younger than me. I've seen it on TikTok. Uh, So should we play? 
Yes, us Gen Zers love love being in our flop era and whatnot. So, <laughs> yeah, I finally someone who's speaking my language. Well, the country doesn't really give you much choice. I know. Yeah, I know. we're really never buying a house. I know. So. We really aren't. We have our one thing, and that's our fun little lingo, and that's it. That's all yeah. we got. The other day, my sister taught me Benny of the D. I don't even what? know if I know what that is. I don't know what that is. Benefit of the doubt. Oh. I well. used it in an email. <laughs> I hope they weren't too confused. <laughs> yes, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea what you were talking about. Okay, so we're going to start out Bobber Flop with loyalty. And this is obviously a big thing in the NBA, but I would also say a big thing in general. So Bobber Flop, loyalty. Theo? You know, I think that loyalty, look, Dame, Dame and, and Bradley Beal are the two most loyal players in, in the NBA. And they both re-upped. Beal got quarter of a billion dollars for being loyal. And Dame is getting paid $61 million, like, for two years. Like, $61 million this year, like, 60 next or something like that. When you're making that much money and you're loyal, I mean, how can, be, how can it be anything but a bop, all right? You're staying with your original place. You're a hero in that town. And you're making bank. And just in general, I think uh, you've, you've, loyalty is a, a, a worthwhile trait to have. So I'm, I'm going with a big on this one. I have to agree. Even if you don't get a title out of it, I'd rather have a quarter of a billion dollars than a championship, I can't lie. Yeah, I don't know. I Maybe I could argue against it and say it's a flop in the sense that the Trailblazers being so loyal to Dame probably means they're stuck where they are now. They're probably not going to get a whole lot better from, from where they are at this moment. And right now, they're probably a playing team. So I'm might- also going to say flop. And it's also because of the Blazers, but for a different reason. Did you guys see Nurkic post the Photoshop of KD in a Blazers jersey alongside Dave? Like, bro, it's like, bro. You would be gone if you that trade gone. happened. So Same. I think his loyalty, although it's shined through and he is a fan favorite and a team favorite, has kind of hurt. So, Will so, hurt him. So it's a bop if it's the player, but if it's the organization... You got to have some self-awareness, You got to, you got to, you you can't be loyal to like when the situation is obvious, like the trailblazers are not going to be loyal to Nurkic, bro. Like you're getting out of here if KD is coming, (laughs) you've got to have some self-awareness and you've got to know who your friends are and if they're loyal to you. And Nurkic was not, same with Paulo uh, Benqueros posted the same thing. He's like, oh, let's get Damon in Orlando. And it's like, first of all, like, or not Dame, KD in Orlando. It's like, first of all, you're been, you haven't even played a game for the magic yet and you're already... You're already right. doing this. And B, you're part of the package, dude. <laughs> if KD's here, you're not, yeah. I fear. So, yeah. I would also say that loyalty is a big uh, Gen X thing because when super teams started existing, they were very upset that players were forcing trades just even out of the team that they were drafted in. So just by default, being a Gen X trait i'm gonna have to say loyalty is so out of fashion all the cool kids are being unloyal and unfaithful cheating cheating leaving their jobs yeah i'd say it's that's good i think even the loyal players are really just acting in their own like best interest that's like the that's like the new thing right it's like players really like unapologetically acting in their own best interest so like damian lillard is is loyal because he's getting 120 million dollars or like steph curry is loyal because the team rocks yeah so I, I don't know. I think those players are still probably, it's not as much about loyalty as it is about. It's like, I promise you, if the Cavs, you know, after they drafted LeBron, had drafted other good players after him, he probably would have never left. They're, but, lo- they're loyal to the bag. They're loyal <laughs> to the bag. As they should be. Be loyal to yourself. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. So loyalty, bop. Okay. Uh, the next bop or flop is gambling. And we thought this one up because many teams have taken gambles. Um, the Blazers in the past, I'd bring up 2016, was a huge gamble for them. That was obviously ended in a flop. But this year, the biggest gamble, gamble I think, was the Knicks signing Jalen Brunson. <laughs> so bop or flop, gambling. Bop, for sure. Well, there, no team is winning a championship right now that's not gambling. Right, like you look at all those trades where it's like everyone's trading away like, you know, their next 20 first round draft picks or whatever. It's easy to point out the ones that don't work, but like the Bucks had to do that to get Drew Holiday to win. And the Lakers had to do that. And I guess the Warriors didn't so much, but uh, the Raptors had to do that. So I, I think gambling, like if you're going to have like those high end outcomes, like winning a championship, you got you to gotta risk it. Yeah, I kind of agree. When you think about... Like everyone, like even when we talk about just drafting well, like even like using your draft picks is kind of a gamble, right? You think you have a good read on this guy, but you could be wrong, right? So it's like a lot of teams will, you know, trade their pick away or they'll make the safe pick when just, just take the guy that you really like, right? Did you guys say that Aiden was a gamble or was a... I think it's definitely a, a gamble that they're letting him go. I mean, you could... I mean, he's been a good player for years now, like at least an above average one, I'd say. And a lot of guys who have the success that he's had, people sign him, no question about it. But the Suns are gambling, you know, letting a guy of his status go. And I don't know. I feel like that gets into loyalty as well. But I think that overall, like, it makes our job a lot easier when teams are gambling and not just running it back over and over again. I'm glad that KD is gambling and, and like, leaving Brooklyn. I'm glad that, you know, the Suns are taking a chance and are probably going to, like, let Aiden go here because that makes our job as sports podcasters a lot more interesting to talk about instead of everybody just re-signing, like, the guys <laughs> they know and uh, yeah. not making any big trades. So uh, gambling's a big bop. I will say, like, physical gambling, like betting money on things, I'm not sure if it's a bop or a flop yet because I was talking about this earlier. I've bet like in total like $6,000 and I've netted back like $6,020. So I haven't like made or lost any money. Your, your, your net gain like, is like $20. The king of breaking <laughs> even. So until that like changes, I don't have an opinion. But, like but you enjoy that. the journey. I do enjoy betting $6,000. I do enjoy yeah. the journey. So I do betting enjoy that journey. Bop, I guess. I would say so. You have to, you have to, you have to gamble to win. I don't see, I don't see it. I think you do. Yeah. I think real gambling for me is definitely a flop. Um, I don't know why I still do it. I'm addicted to parlays. Last time I was here, parlays had, are a flop. Parlays are sadly a flop. We had a uh, the Cole. Who was it? The guy who runs the the bets or makes the lines. Cole is cooked. Matoy. He sets the lines for the win, and he personally told me after the show to not do parlays anymore. They have the least chance of winning. I can't stop. Because sometimes they hit, and then all of a sudden you've got $600. Yeah. But then you waste the $600 making these $20 parlays. So what, what is the parlay that you like hit the biggest on? Do you remember? Did that the like biggest parlay yeah. that I've hit? That you've hit, that you've hit. So it was an in-game. Okay. Uh, oh no, that wasn't a parlay. That was just a regular bet. I won fifteen hundred dollars. Okay. In game betting for the Brooklyn Nets to come back four years ago. So like, not good Brooklyn Nets. Wow. Yeah. 
No. I'm pretty, yeah. The most I've ever bet on a parlay, I think, was around 100. That's pretty much usually my cap um, because of my low success rate. <laughs> and that one didn't pay out. We had this uh, one parlay that we did. Yeah. That's right. It was, a, it was only, a five yeah. leg parlay. The only one that we've ever done on this, like we put together a parlay for prize picks and it was a five leg one and we actually hit it. And what was I don't it? know what happened to the money from it that. Was, <laughs> it was one of the Warriors playoff games. It I don't was. think we actually ended up putting anything on it though. We I think we just it gave it to yeah. people as like with prize picks, you can yeah. bet we these just, five We just players. gave people like these, this is what you should and it Two. absolutely hit. So our biggest parlay hit, we saw no was, money from that yeah, at all. It, it was what? under? It was Draymond Green under on points. Yeah, it was some. It was just a bunch of like Warriors lines on that playoff. It was game. the it was Looney. Like five was different things. One of the reasons we bet the Looney over because we were Looney for Looney. And that was like as far as the logic went for that. But anyway. What's the most uh, esoteric sport that you have? Included in a party. I was ride. so drunk at a party one time, and like it was one in the morning, and the only thing that was happening was like ping, like ping pong with like very Russian names competing. And I'm like, I'm putting one down on Slavic here. I don't know. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and it lost. I lost. I'm like, oh, why did I? Why did I do that? Um, During the pandemic, I bet on the marble races. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I went about like one for five. Yeah. But you know what I was really successful with that I have no knowledge about whatsoever was cricket. Okay. Interesting. So Cricket's the last, great. yeah, cricket world championship, world cup. I don't really remember. I went really hard on India and it paid off. Okay. Fair. Impressive. Yeah. I know nothing about cricket, but I've heard good things. Matt says it's a great I'm, sport. I'm, I'm very pro cricket. We, my grandma has it like on her TV. So when, when me and my dad go to grandma's, we're always turning on cricket. That's tradition now. I lost a bet to Matt earlier today because I thought the MLB season was 182 games and it's actually 160. Even I knew that. Even you knew that. So You still owe me. I do still owe you. I'll have to pay that back, but anyway. <laughs> it you feels know, like 300. To it be feels fair. like 300, yeah, especially it when like it's a, my oh, battle of wits here, right, where it's not like someone else. Like I really thought it was 182 games. And I just was dumb. That's and the worst then it, to lose. That's that's worse than any than any monetary value. Yeah, just a fact. <laughs> just a like, fact. That sucks. Just yeah, dumb. like you just didn't. I do know this as for a living. I, I yeah. I've attended many baseball games. I played baseball as a kid, and I just did not know that there was 162 games. So that was my pride was insulted, and you can't put a price on that at all. No, you can't. So in some cases, a flop. And it is. It depends on if you win or not. It depends. Honestly, it depends on if <laughs> it, it does works depend out. On. Maybe the real win was the friends we made along the way. Maybe the real gambling, yes. <laughs> Unless you're the Knicks. Okay. Um, the next bopper flop is taking very expensive risks. I would argue that this is pretty similar to gambling. We turned it into something pretty similar. Uh, what we could pivot to with this one a little bit more is like spending a lot of money go bear oh. while it wasn't literal money all of the players and picks that they traded away were excessive even if they were two separate groups i think it would have raised an eyebrow like you put two picks with the players flop or flop I think that spending money on Gobert was a flop. Not because I don't think that he's a good player. He is. I just don't like him. I think that I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if like, this podcast has like Gobert Here connections, we go. connections to like maintain. But 
Like the whole. What do you like, think you're sponsored by Rudy Gobert? I don't know. Maybe you're like you were just about to get him on as a guest, and then like all of a sudden you, you've you've got. These, I don't think you want him as a guest. To be you wouldn't want. Maybe him. I you do. Maybe I do want him as a guest. You wouldn't actually. want him as a guest. I think that he would be a bad one. I don't like his vibes. I think that terrible vibes. He has terrible vibes. Like the whole like coat. Like when he shut down the league and just like <laughs> I remember he like tackled some guy for no reason under the under the basket, and then like there was a big fight, and he was like, "What did I do?" And just in general. Donovan Mitchell didn't like him very much at all. And I think that Donovan Mitchell doesn't like him that much. And I think that there's a reason for that and even more behind the scenes that we don't know. So Gilbert, you know, great paint, paint defender and all that. But like, I just, I just wouldn't want him in my locker room. I feel like he's, uh, I, I, I feel like I just wouldn't, I'd stay away from that. So Rudy Gobert spending a lot of things on him, a max contract on a 30 year old Gobert just, is a flop for me. Gobert, Gobert is in his flop era and always hey, has been. Hey, I don't, I don't hate making a move for Gobert because you have, you have to do something, right? You can't just stay the same. If you stay, you the, could say that it, about anything. If you stay the same, you get worse, <laughs> right? So you have to take a shot to to be a true contender, right? Why why not do it? Yeah, but like if you can take a pr- shot, if you can, yeah. <laughs> if you, like, that was like yeah, you from can, yeah, court. maybe further than that, right? But. <laughs> If if you can take some pressure off Carl Anthony Towns, like I'm not, I'm not. Did you see he does he it. does need some pressure taken. Did you see Towns's? <laughs> did you see his tweet where he retweeted like some guy to posted on Twitter like Towns this year and it was just some little kid just doing a bunch of dribble moves <laughs> and Towns quote tweeted it and said strictly bag work. So I guess we're gonna see a point Towns this year. That's worse than Benny of the (laughs) day. That is worse. Point town. I'll say that to be able to speak French and for people to still dislike you so much, like the graph for what speaking French like starts you up here. It's just a very attractive language. It's smart. You like to hear it, but people still don't like you. Yeah. Bad sign. I mean, you yeah. broke up with a French guy, right? Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, I don't think we need to bring that up now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry if that's out of pocket. <laughs> sorry. I don't know. Anyway. I think that um, it's probably a little too expensive. I, I can say this, though. If the Timberwolves had run it back for the most part, like, I do agree with you, Bladen. Like, if you're a Timberwolves fan, you got to be way more excited about this year than you were before. Like, now at least they're in a position where you can talk to yourself and be like, maybe they could win it. Yeah, they are contenders. Yeah. Um, I think giving up five first-round draft picks or whatever exactly it was for a 30-year-old, you know, player is is tough, especially when you're not right there. Because you look at the history of those moves that teams make where they give up all the picks. It only works if you're right there. And I don't I don't know if it puts them quite close enough or if you can really, like, if Gobert and, and, and Towns are going to be able to beat the small ball lineups that kill them. But I, I say I, I wouldn't have done it, but I get it, I guess. Yeah, that's the thing is it's like, yeah, they weren't right there. But I, I think about like in the NFL, the Bengals weren't right there. And then they draft Jamar Chase and all of a sudden they're, you know, in the Super Bowl. The NFL is a little bit different, though. I, it's and, and like, I know. And like, I get like, oh, any given Sunday in the NFL. But like, even if you're not right there, at some point you have to take a shot. And then if you've been at this point where you're, you're still not quite getting closer, at some point you have to just kind of say, screw it. And just throw your throw you know spaghetti at the wall, see what sticks. Yeah, and I would say as we've in recent years, especially, have seen that ascension is possible in the NBA. The Suns have been the biggest indicator of that for me. I would also say the Raptors, but 
they brought on Kawhi. And again, yeah. we're Grizzly, going back to Grizzlies a little yeah, bit. Yeah, the Grizzlies. Yeah, yeah it, it is possible. The Hornets as well, like stuck in this, like on a treadmill of mediocrity for the longest time. <laughs> and then switched it up with young players. This is, of course, the opposite of that. But if I was to angels advocate it, I guess, not devils advocate the move, what does it do? It takes a lot of pressure off Carl Anthony Towns. Right, he's no longer the sole provider of that team because Andrew Wiggins never helped him out the way he should have. It also is a big presence, so he doesn't have to be. He can roam outside, be the player he wants to be. Um, it also is a smart move, I think, loyalty-wise, because where is Gobert coming from? Utah. I love Minnesota. I know that this pod has Minnesota ties, but they don't get free agents no. because there are other towns that are more attractive. Obviously, he wasn't a free agent. He was traded there. But to go from Utah to Minnesota, yeah. that's kind of an easier sell. Do you know what I mean? It and Rudy Gobert right. seems like he's someone who's down for the ride. So I think that that's also smart. He's probably going to stay content with the team, I think, maybe more than another player would. So I do see the pros. For me, it, the move itself was a flop. I think we're in agree. We're yeah. somewhat in agreement. No, yeah. I agree. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, the next one is uh, grinding. <laughs> so I don't have a basketball tee off for this one. Um, I guess I don't like the tweets where players mention grinding. Um, work, however, I would say flop you know, like as little as possible, I think is best. Um, how about you guys? So, so we're, we're, we're leaning on like the hustle culture, hustle culture, yeah, hustle culture. work 10 hours a day, only have a two day weekend. Yes. Okay. Um, I should probably not talk about this as someone who is <laughs> working at effective. work right now. No, I think you definitely <laughs> well, should. Well, not even at work right now. Um, I, I also have like this internship where like, I work 40 hours a week in like software development. So like <laughs> you're on your grind. Yeah. You so are. I, that's, that's the thing. I am on my grind like all the time. And I spent like a ton of, I spent like the last year working on this album that I released. Right. So like I am always on my grind. So like every, <laughs> but so like, not just the left side of your brain. It's the right side of your brain and the back side all the time. are all activate. Okay. Got it. But like at the same time, I, I, I agree with you. Like you're, you're probably right that like working as little as possible is probably the move. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're going to grind your whole entire life and work every day, I have a lot of respect for you. And I, to get where like behind this desk, I had to work, like I had to do a lot of content and, you know, do a lot of stuff. So it's definitely good. But at the end of the day, relaxing is better than working at the end of the day. And if yeah. you, as a society, as a whole, we should be trying to move towards relaxing as much as possible and not working as hard as possible, all right? Like, I think that it's a very admirable thing, but in general, I'd rather be on vacation than at my job. So I would say <laughs> the grind, I would say that it is a little bit of a flop, but you know, if, it, if you eventually achieve your eventual goal and you, you make it big, um, more power to you. Obviously, yeah. that's a bop as well. But in general. Yeah, I think I agree. I feel like hustle culture is given like working hard. Like if you want something, and you have to work hard to go get it and you do that. Like that's a good thing. You know, yeah. there's like value in, in working hard and there's always going to be stuff you have to work hard to go get if you want it. Um, but 
then you go and you look at these like horrible Instagram accounts or these horrible Twitter accounts and they take it, you know, they're like, to the yeah. extreme. they're like, everyone else is a sheep. Right. And you like, are a lion among the herd. And it's like that sheep is like just playing video games, and having a good time right now. Yeah, and you're, it's like, and you're, you're like, I don't know what you're here, here's, doing. Here's, here's my question fun. to those Instagram accounts and whatnot. What is the point? What is the point of just like working yourself to the bone? Brainwashed. Uh, can you guys <laughs> zoom in on me, please, while we're speaking about this Instagram thing? I have a very important message. If you use the emoji that is like the face and then it's got the steam coming out, unironically, go take a nap. <laughs> Stop. I'm telling you, it's not worth it. Please enjoy this life while you can. Uh, it's a big flop for me. Big flop. That is a red flag. That is a red flag, isn't it? Just like, that, like I think Memphis, the Memphis Grizzlies, right? They've got the whole grit and grind culture. I feel like their, their players have a lot of tweets with that. I think, you know, maybe if they were a little bit more relaxed, they could have beaten the Warriors and Ja wouldn't have gotten hurt because he was working too hard, right? It's load management too. Yeah. I guess that's what this also comes into. And the farther along we get and the more we learn about the human body. People in the NBA have learned, like, let's take some days off occasionally. And that's actually how you get the best results, right? So it's from a scientific method and from a scientific point of view, the grind is not always the best thing to be doing. Hey, I've been watching LeBron for a long time. All I can say is- uh, He's on the grind, I'll give him that. He is on the grind, but he's also, <laughs> he also takes great care of himself. He takes time off, he does load management. Like he does all the right things. He was just in where I saw following him on Instagram. He was out in like I don't even know where the like Mal Maldives, Maldives. I don't know how you pronounce uh, yeah. that place's name with the like Maldives. The Maldives. <laughs> I've never. I'll it never be like, able to. It's like the back rooms. I'll like, never what be are able we talking to, about. I will never be able to afford a vacation there, so I'm never. That's because you don't grind enough. That's because I don't grind enough. This whole flop was a plant. You guys yeah. are all fired. The it, it, if my boss is watching this, don't. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I think that the, to your point, NBA players grinding, there should be less games. Yes. But of course it all comes back to money. Took me 20 minutes to make this a socialism podcast. Um, <laughs> here we are. I mean, we can go, <laughs> yeah, we, we can go, we can we go, can go further if you, there if you want. I got all day. Um, okay. The next bopper flop is anarchy. Um, and we brought this up because we were talking about changing the rules in basketball and summer league obviously is a great place for them to test out new rules and the G league. Um, as well. So what are new rules that you would like to see? Well, I guess we're deviating a little bit from the well, flop or flop. Yeah, we saw earlier in, in the, um, the Kings, the Kings magic game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even a Kings fan. I'm a Darren Fox fan. I don't know what, but um, we saw they, they wanted to, they wanted to double overtime. And when they got into that second overtime, the first overtime was what a two minute period. And the second overtime was a 10 minute period, but it was sudden death. So first basket wins. And I thought that was pretty cool until there was a shooting foul. And I was like, is the game really gonna be ended on a free throw? Mm. And I thought that was kind of, you know, an anticlimactic ending to an, an incredible game. But, you know, at the same time, you got an incredible game. So you can't complain that much. I can't remember the name of the, of the rule set where it's NBA games are played to a certain score, Elon? the Elam ending. 
The Elon? Elam. Elam. Oh, not okay. Elon Musk. I was like, he would do that shit. He would. The Elam ending, look, this one cannot be Elon Musk's idea because this one was good. All right. <laughs> it's a good this idea. was a great idea. And it doesn't break after a year. And he <laughs> actually and Elam actually thought of it and uh, implemented it himself. So it can't be an Elon Musk thing. Anyway. Um the Elam ending, they did this at the All-Star game, right? Where it's played to a certain set, like score, like first person to this wins. I love that ending, man. I think that that's such a good rule change because my least favorite thing about basketball, and I think everybody's least favorite thing about basketball is like at the end of games when things are, it's close, things are supposed to be at their most exciting and it just slows to a halt because everybody is shooting fouls and shooting free throws. It's, it's better like in a world where that is not useful. And if it's played to a certain score, I think that like that would like make things much quicker and there'd be much less stalling and stoppages towards the end of games because free throws would just get them closer to their goal easier and it would just be more free flowing. And every game would end on a bucket, but then sometimes games would just straight up end on game winning free throws and that's a little anti So so maybe we go like in a two K blacktop type of ruling where no free throws right a foul if, if, if you if you <laughs> no if, it, throws, if it's a shooting abolish foul, fouls <laughs> no if it, if throws, it's bop <laughs> violence <laughs> it's just football at this point uh, <laughs> that's that's the real bop is that football is just better no uh, <laughs> wow <laughs> a basketball no, You're right, um, literally wearing a basketball <laughs> I, I know i was supposed to bring my baker jersey because i was going to sell it to matthew here he's a panthers fan i'm a browns fan the Panthers traded for Baker Mayfield, so I was gonna sell him my Baker jersey for hundred, hundred and twenty. What? Set up. <laughs> I'll take it from you for free. But. No, but um, yeah, no. Basically, you you foul, and then they just get the ball back. Maybe instead instead of so, shooting free throws. Oh, oh. Instead of shooting free throws. Fouled. Yeah, the team that's fouled instead of shooting free but throws, then, they just get the they just get the ball back. Then there's at no like, hacking. I like the top. Yeah, and, right. I don't know. And, that way games don't end on free throws. Yeah. Yeah. I think they definitely have to, to change the rules up a little bit to get it to where uh, there aren't so many fouls at the end of games. I, I, I agree. Like that obviously is like the number one problem with basketball right now. Um, but the solution to that isn't necessarily the Elam ending because it does take away overtimes, which sucks. Maybe the um, Elam ending could just be overtime. overtime. Could just be overtime. But then you'd probably still have the same problem at the end of fourth quarters there. I think the other like reasonable change would be maybe just making it like intentional fouls give you two free throws and the ball back. Mm. Um, and then you let refs judge intention. And I feel like, you know, like that does sound kind of like a slippery slope, like who wants the refs to be more involved in the end of games. But when is the last time that you've like, it's been the end of a game, you've watched a foul happen and you've been like, I don't know if they meant to foul there or not. Like it's right. obvious when they are. So if you just say like, yeah, basically that strategy, you could just change the rules right now and make it that strategy not work. I think that would fix a lot of your problems. It'd be way easier to fix games too, which I'm pro. Fixing games, as in, fixing games as in like rigging them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like the NBA is rigged and right now it's not, but she's like, oh, it, it on, should be. On TikTok, I, I found this account and it's this dude who's like unironically dead set on proving that the NFL is rigged. And he's like showing all these clips on clips on clips. He's like, this person did not try as hard as he could have at the end of games. And I have a, I have a friend who always says sports are guided. There's a bunch of people who would disagree with you, Bladen, that sports are, when you say for, and the NBA isn't rigged. I think like a lot of people think that it is, but I don't think it, I don't think it is. It's, it's not, it was like, oh, he didn't try as hard on this play. Yeah, people get tired. <laughs> 
Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> why, are you, why are you pro fixing games though? I'm interested. So I can win more parlays. Okay. I have a lot of friends. <laughs> you want to fix the games. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I have something juicy to talk about when we are no longer recording. Okay. Re that. Uh, okay. Next Bob or flop. We're getting the suit. We're getting who's winning the finals guys after this. <laughs> We're yes, getting sir. the script. We're getting the script. Awesome. <laughs> Bob or flop. Tampering. Well, this is like kind of like rigging games, but it's like rigging free agency. Yeah, it's got to be Bob. This is like tanking. <laughs> There's just like God bless Adam Silver. He has tried his hardest. You can't fix this. You can't stop guys from talking. Just like they've done everything with like tanking they can possibly do. They've lowered the odds and they've made the plans. It's still the best strategy to tank. With tampering, it's still the best strategy to tamper. Like if oh, I'm gonna get fined X amount of money to tamper for LeBron. Well, if that gets me LeBron on my team, yeah. That's what I'm going to do. And the penalty you would have to make to make it not worth it would be so insane that it would ruin, you know, well, it wouldn't ru- I guess it wouldn't ruin. Yeah, I mean, it would suck. you think about no like the like people that. that own professional sports teams are like billionaires, like billionaire billionaires. Finding them, they, they don't <laughs> care. Like in, well, in the, the grand. The not proportional. It's like the taxes. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's oh, like, it's like, it's like in the grand yeah. scheme. They don't care. Yeah, it's like in the grand scheme. They don't care. Right. So like, yeah, you would have to find them like hundreds of millions of dollars. Maybe we start like a mob type situation where there's an actual <laughs> threat like to their family. Good idea. Good, that's a great idea. Yeah. They've gotten a little Raise too the comfortable. Stakes. They've yeah. gotten a little bit too comfortable. Completely. Like, yeah, we need some Tony Soprano. <laughs> we need some people like, hey, just on the down low, on the down low, Robert Sarver. All right. If anything like that ever happens again, you're like, <laughs> you'd say goodbye to your wife. Like, yeah, no, that, would, yeah. that would fix it. You're that absolutely right. Yeah. And it would add a little bit more drama. It would. Mobs are highly effective. <laughs> they are. Yeah. And they make great movies. So like in 20 years, you could go back and you could make like based on a true story and like win an Oscar and like do it to help the entertainment in multiple industries. Theo's trying to like scheme his way to winning an Oscar. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm thinking this is a great, this is a great, I'll be in my playwright era after this and uh, write about this. I'll write about it. Right, can you write a movie about me too? <laughs> you can be in the movie. Man. <laughs> you can be, you can, I'll get who to play you. Michael B. Jordan. Michael, Michael B. B. Jordan, Jordan will play you. you. Bo Burnham will play you. And um, I don't know why you guys are in it, but yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's anyway. like 2K where the media members are like inserted to talk about oh. the origin story. I've never played 2K, but I heard that that's- Yeah, there's like cut scenes and you get an option. So it could yeah. be like, press A to send the, the mob after the owner, <laughs> press X to let them let be. I'll look into it. I'll look into it. Um, we are at the end of our bopper flop game and I believe we are at the end of our time. Are you we, guys good? You want to get into your uh, relationship dating lives or? No. <laughs> <laughs> Matt says no. Uh. Hey, you know, as per as per the lyric on my newest album, uh, I'm an open book. <laughs> so we can talk about Blaine. I'll talk about the Tinder profiles. Talk I'll talk about that. I did definitely want to hear what was on your Hinge Tinder. You guys told me that Bum- Bumble's bad. Bumble's yeah. bad. Bumble is bad. Are there any other ones I don't know about? That's pretty much not it. really. Okay. I've seen I've seen some TikTok ads from barstool people, and they've been pushing a, a dating app. If you ever, first of all, 
If you ever are on a dating app that Barstool is pushing, like that's automatically bad. Violence <laughs> that's is like, coming your way. That's so. like, that is the ma biggest red flag. But their thing was like, you see everybody at once and you, it's not like swipe based. That's weird. So you just pick. You just like, it's like shopping, I guess, where it's just like that's everybody's weird. face in front of you. and you Like one of those swipe. like online grocery yeah. things where you can like pick the apples and the- Obviously I would rather die than download Barstool's dating app. I but, knew um, I liked you guys, like right <laughs> But um, I was I was trying to figure out how I felt about that content, like removing who is marketing this to me. I'm like, is that a good idea for a dating app or not that you could just see everybody's? It's a terrible idea for a dating app. Why? You're the dating app aficionado, Bladen. You are. You are. You are. It's, just, it, it's just more fun. <laughs> you, you think about like, okay, do you ever go on the Instagram Explore page? No, I don't. Exactly. True. <laughs> like that, that's it. That's, that's the whole thing. Everyone loves TikTok because you can scroll and see the next option. It's the same thing on Tinder. That's, you swipe, you see the next option. No one ever uses the Instagram Explore page. From a <laughs> supply and demand and like keeping people coming back perspective as well, if you can see everybody it's gonna Why do you go right, back, yeah, right? right? It's you, like a one-time thing. Yeah, exactly. You go it's back terrible. on these apps every day because you only see a limited number, right? Also, if we're making this a socialism podcast, like the rich get richer in that like sense where it's like if you're really hot, you know, and you can just see everybody at once, like, you know, like the homelier among us are not ever getting clicked on at all, ever, right? They're right. never, you're never clicking on their profile and seeing what they're about, the actual, because on a swiping like, platform, you'll see their favorite song and their whole like bio. And maybe you're like, you know, I'm willing to make some sacrifices in turn in the looks department. Cause this person is just so like, it's just my type, like in different areas. And if it was just, you know, you see everybody's face at once, you wouldn't go through it and see anybody like you wouldn't have any personality. Who would have predicted up. that Barstool would have made something <laughs> yeah, artificial what the and shallow? Barstool? <laughs> Not them. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so let's say you replace the faces with your initial viewing is like a fun fact. What would your fun facts be? So instead of faces, like in a 24 by 24 grid, it's you like see a fun fact first or a job maybe. What would you My about? first question is, how are you going to fit a fun fact in a box that, I mean, you think- Look, like, you're a, the a, fucking a, software a, a, yeah, engineer a 20, guy. A 24 by 24. Okay. On, on, a, on a phone? What are we five talking Five by five, five or something. The font's small. That's a little okay. ableist for people with glasses, so I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I already think I know what your guys' fun facts would be. Uh, my fun fact would be- Antique lover. Yeah. That, <laughs> that is honestly the one. coolest thing I've ever heard. Uh, shit, I had one for you a second ago. It was bird, I'm a big bird watcher. Bird watcher, yes, yes, that's it. And yours is probably that every bit of your brain is activated at all times. I would probably put my album, but yeah. I think, I don't know if I would put bird watch. Well, that, my big thing is like, would I put that I'm a sports podcaster? I don't no. know if I would say no. that's okay, good. Okay, let me Has run this. Has that worked for you guys? No. Let, me, let me run this Boy, by you. you've got the cheat code for this. Let me run this by you. I, was I talking, lie about my job when I meet people, to be honest. With I, I was talking to Will Blackman about this and he, he thought it was a pretty good idea. Um, like if I meet a girl, I don't tell her that I have a sports podcast. I think that like triggers like a red flag of either. It's just like you and a bunch of your friends and you're talking to like three people. They're like, oh, so you drive Uber. Right. Yeah. Or, or it's like, um, nothing or, wrong or, with driving Uber or, or you're Sorry, like, gig economy. or if you are a big podcast, you're like a bar stool podcast. Exactly. And both of those are bad. So what I, so what I say is, oh, I have like the, a sports show. 
I say I have a show. Cause then it sounds like that is better. It's like ESPN, TNT, like something like that. Yeah, that is. I think I think that, that is better. I have my See? own. Sh- I have See? my own show. Is so genius to say. Yeah, that. Yeah, I have a sports podcast. I have my own show. It's like just say that. Yeah, I think I think I think it's much. I think it's much better. Yeah, so. that is good. I say producer. Okay. Yeah. I. This was my big struggle when I had a dating app years ago. Years ago. Because now you have. Because now I have a girl, and you are totally committed. I'm totally committed, and I had my height, and. <laughs> I was not sure if that was cringe or not. How tall are you? I am six foot four. I think that's something where it's like it is cringe, but it surpasses it because it's also a good thing. Yes. So that's where I was at. And then my, and then my bio was America's least essential worker was my bio (laughs) because I had the sports podcast and I thought that was just kind of, it was during the pandemic, like early pandemic and obviously essential workers things. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, no job is like, in the grand scheme of things. And yet, <laughs> like, and yet we you don't have need, a job. We don't need me, guys. <laughs> hey, we, hey, grinding. I need hey, you, Theo. Right, right. So we don't need me. So I thought it was just kind of poking fun at just kind of my my situation. And I thought it would be like, oh, that's funny. Self-deprecating. I don't know. It's a little sub- yeah, self-deprecating yeah. and I'm tall and, you know, I'll, that was that was my whole thing. It was pretty pretty short and sweet. And, um, you know, that was that was a long time ago, though. Throwback. Yours, your, I thought was hilarious. Which, which your, one? Your, I changed it a lot. Your Tinder, when you told me that your Tinder bio was just your credit score, I thought that was so <laughs> What funny. was your credit score? At the, At the time, it was 750. Has it gone up or down? Uh, right now, I'm probably closer to like 780. Nice. My credit so. score has got to be so bad. Yeah, I've never <laughs> checked it. I don't know the last time I paid a credit card. Bill. Like, what? Yes. They're due every month. They're due yeah, every I month. Like, I swear I do not pay them. You don't every even month. pay the like thirty-five minimum. No, I'll I'll do it, but like I'll get around to it. It's like not at the first of every month though. I, I, get just, a, I just have automatic payments. I'll get so. around. I'll get around like, to it eventually. You have automatic payments. <laughs> yeah, that should be your bio. That's great. Like that you <laughs> that, you that, plan that ahead. Yes, you plan ahead enough to have automatic scheduled payments. Yeah. You're a planner. On the 8th of every you month. You think things through and you also have the money to be <laughs> able to, without any doubt, pay $35 every month. That's big. No, I pay off the entire balance. Hey, even better. Okay. In full, every single month. Okay. I also do that. I, I never have paid them. Or anytime, anytime that I get close to like 25% of my limit, I'll pay it off. Okay. Again, using 100% of your brain. Matthew, what's your bio? My bio? Uh, looking to marry rich and then my height. <laughs> you have that as your, your Twitter bio. Now. Yes, but I, I want to make it clear that it was my Tinder bio first. And then I looked at my, I had, I looked at my Twitter bio and it was like 20 different things. And Sports podcast. Yeah, That's a very millennial thing to have like, Attributes and then periods like right. dog lover, period. Right. Something right. enthusiast, period. Yeah. So I, I, I looked <laughs> at that and I'm like, that can't be it anymore. So then I just like put my Tinder bio. How tall are you? I'm 6'5. I'm the shortest on Stay Hot. How tall are you? 6'1. Tall group. We're tall I gotta pop. say, all of those are fair game to put in a. Now, I would love for someone to put like 5'9 
in there. <laughs> just be, just be all in on it. Like, yeah. Five nine isn't that so short. Confident. I mean, I, it's like nothing stopping us from doing that and just lying. And that'd <laughs> like be a, a pretty, and, and, right. and see yeah, like, see be. if girls actually like you or if they just for like you because you're tall. Well, it's like, here's the thing. It's like, yeah, I guess, but it's tender. So no one's going to like you for like who you are yet. Fair enough. I'm sorry for anybody who's like short listening to this. Everybody is, Lovable. I'm not because Everybody. short uh, guys are the funniest guys. So you guys were very funny during this. But if you were all like five inches shorter, <laughs> you'd be hilarious. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not sorry. I think you've got great personalities if you are short. And if I was a little bit shorter, I'd probably consider it. Fair enough. <laughs> I did. I did change my bio. I, I, it's I, not through your credit score. No, anymore. it's it's it hasn't been that for like a long time. But um, you know. Right now, it's um, it's a list of hob- It's a list of activities that we could do. So it's um, we could perform a duet together. We could start a Minecraft server, or we could make French toast. <laughs> the big three. The big three. Okay, here's a here's a bop or flop um, for because <laughs> you you are an avid user of pickup lines no. on Tinder. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, you are. You, I thought you meant I in real life. I thought are. you meant in real life. Not I'm in like, real no. life. Is that like a corny pickup line? You think it works? As, as a pickup line, I would never use that as a pickup line. Well, you've used it. I've seen you on like last time we were in Vegas. I'm about to expose you right now. Last time we were here, yes, you were on Tinder and you matched with someone here, yes, and you sent her like I can't I've done that already. What it was. <laughs> like, what you've done you that <laughs> today? You, it, yesterday. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, you work fast. Yes, yeah, I know, it's and it's unbelievable. I hope you guys have separate hotels. <laughs> Okay, I'm not, anyway, I'm not gonna meet uh, any of them. I'm don't being worry. told that we're supposed to wrap, okay. so <laughs> we can take this off the air. Uh, thank you for letting me join. This was very fun. Thank you for oh. hosting. Yes, thank you. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.